Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Purpose Leaders. My name is Barke Faraj Kamois. Today, I have an amazing guest. So before we start, why are we here? We're here to actually showcase these amazing leaders. Why? Because they come from actually challenges in their lives, hardships, or whatever they've gone through, and they found a way to uplifting themselves, and now they're helping other people. And this is why we're here. Rather than you going to online and looking for these people, you can actually go and find them in one platform. And there's all different types of people. So today, I have an amazing, beautiful lady called Alana Simon. So Alana, she is uh, an accredited confidence, uh, confidence coach who works very closely with her client to overcome limiting beliefs. She has a degree in psychology and is a qualified occupational therapist by background. Many people are living life, a, are living life year after year in the same way and are not fully fulfilled. They, they may know what they would love to do or be in life. However, feel that this is unachievable. Many of us work, jo work in jobs that do not fulfill us thus putting ourselves seconds to an organization, we limit the life we want to live due to many distractions and negative beliefs. Alana Simon has experienced the above and was living a life that did not truly resonate with her life purpose. She would often put her job, friends and family needs before her own, leaving, leaving her feeling burned out and empty. Fast forward to now, Alana Simon is living her life how she wants and helping others to do the same. This also helped her be there for loved ones with love and conviction. Alana Simon has a wide toolkit that she transferred onto her client to truly transform her client's life and live on purpose. She is currently training to become an LP, NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, whilst running her eight-week deep dive coaching program. The key to create the identity you, res you resonate with and work towards creating that person day by day. Alana Simon's clients have, have gone from working nine to five to having their own business. Her clients have also worked to build in the current job and careers and finding ways to love what they are currently doing. She has helped her client identify their true purpose and live the life they desire. What an amazing, beautiful background story of Alana Simons. Here we go. Alana, please come and join us. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Wow, it sounds so, um, sounds like a lot when you read it like that. Like, wow, thank you. It <laughs> does. Yeah. And okay, you, so hi. yeah, go on, sorry. It's all right. Um, just too excited, sorry. <laughs> so tell us a bit of your background please. Okay. So um, I'll start from the very beginning. Uh, I lived, um, I was born in the UK, but I lived in the Caribbean in between ages of in seven and 11. So I went primary school out there, came back when I was 11. I went secondary school over here. I went for my studies throughout my secondary school um, years. I love secondary school, but I was also known as the joker 
always making jokes, always the confident one, always the fun one. But I never saw myself as smart. I never thought I'll be good in my GCSEs. Therefore, I didn't do good in my GCSEs because I lived in the identity. Um, but I always thought it's fine. My personality will get me through life. Um, fast forward to um, college. I did health and social care. I've always been a person to be in healthcare. Always wanted to care for people. My first proper job, well, I worked in Greg's bakery shop when I was 17. But my second job after that was I worked in a residential home for four years looking after the elderly and then after that I actually worked in Ryanair as a check-in agent (laughs) which was fun it was fun a few angry passengers but it was fun overall um but it wasn't fulfilling I just felt like I wasn't my my calling was to help people and it wasn't it wasn't feeling my needs so I really wanted to get into understand why people did what they did and how the mind works. So I found a massive interest in psychology. I got made redundant from Ryanair, which was a blessing because I went to do my degree because I was the kind of person who had to be kicked out of certain things to go and do what she wanted to do. I would never just say, I'm going to change. I want to do this. Very scared, very scared to live out of my comfort zone. So I got kicked out of, the, out of Ryanair. And, um, oh, the screen's gone. Okay, can you see me? Yes, I can see you. I'm sorry. So I got kicked out of Ryanair and um, I started my psychology degree. And throughout my psychology degree, I got the interest. I had one module, which was life coaching. This was like in 2008. It was life coaching. And oh, the, the, the feeling I got when I was doing this one module, I loved every module, but that was the one module that really got me. And I felt a sense of need. I thought I need to, you know, explore this further. Uh, there was nothing out there to do with life coaching, nothing whatsoever. So I didn't obviously pursue it. So I thought, I'm going to go into another area, which was um, clinical psychology. So that's what I was working towards throughout my psychology degree. And in order to get into the, um, the postgraduate for, um, psychology or clinical psychology, I needed to get a certain grade. But I fell pregnant with my second child. I've got two children, by the way, guys. One's 15, one's eight. But at the time, I fell pregnant with my second child in my second year, and I couldn't attend any lectures. I was sick 30 times a day puking up I was a mess so I didn't get the grade I wanted but I passed surprisingly but I didn't get the grade I wanted so when I finished my degree I asked um I asked NHS careers it's a careers website or phone line what can I do to get into life coaching or clinical psychology the grades I have they didn't know much about the life coaching clinical psychology they said it will be hard but you can go down a different route to be able to you know serve people with both aspects which was occupational therapy so I thought, okay, what's this thing? Started researching it, got into it. Um, now, psychology was four years and it was like a breeze to me because I loved every single part of it. Occupational therapy was only two years. I was in that course for like three years because I just couldn't pass. It just wasn't, I just couldn't get through it. The last year of my degree, I filled my last two placements, which was crucial for me to actually get the job. I filled the first one due to... Um, a lot of discrimination in one placement and racism which I had to report to the university the second one I suffered a bereavement I actually asked my tutor um I asked my tutor at the time what do I do because my, my the, uh, the person that raised me in the Caribbean passed away and I was here studying and I heard that she passed away suddenly and I was told um people die you need to get over it and get on with your course that's what I was told so dealing with that and dealing with the fact that she's gone and I can't be there for her funeral and I need and my first 
instinct feeling was I need to finish this course so I could get a life for me and my children because I was struggling always without money never been I've got very I had very bad money mindset so my main issue was get through this course alone and serve your family so I, I helped pay for the funeral because it made me feel good so I thought okay I've done a little bit of what I can do let me just try and get through this placement I failed it because she, because she passed, I, I didn't go into my place for a couple of days. So I couldn't attend to my course. So I failed that course. Because of the bereavement, I got another um, extenuating circumstances and I was able to do another placement, luckily. And this placement, as soon as I stepped into the building, my mentor said to me, I don't care why you failed the other two placements. I know it's down to your confidence and we're going to just work on your confidence and you're gonna pass this placement. Oh my God, oh my God, I was so happy to hear those words. So it was such a hard journey, but I literally passed through the skin of my teeth. So now through that journey, my confidence was at zero. So like I said, prior to that, I've always been a confident person, always the life of the party, throwing parties, going to parties, and you know, just the one to go up to people and just speak to people, make conversation. But for that then three, four years, that wasn't me. My mom even said she didn't recognize who I was. My stepdad said the same thing, and my dad. So, um. I had to regain my confidence because I realized when she said that, that made me learn, wow, it's all down to your confidence to achieve things in life. So I had to really explore how do I get confident to achieve what I want? Because fair enough, I need confidence, but how do I get it? So what she taught me is you just have to do the job. Just do what you have to do. So I put myself out there. I'll go to board rounds, speak up, you know, put myself far out my comfort zone. And to the point where I got so confident, I was headhunted on wards. Like people wanted me to work on their wards because I didn't take no for an answer. I hit the ground running. I bossed off on those wards. I thought I'm not going to go back to where I was before. It wasn't a fun place. And I put myself second throughout my whole degree. Um, so yeah, I, I decided to boss up. And that led me to actually get an award from the executive director of the trust I worked for because he recognized my efforts, leadership and management and compassion for me as an OT and me helping the patients and my colleagues and everything so it was recognized but in the midst of being recognized I was burnt out because my goal was to hit the ground running boss up but I didn't ask for happiness comfortability you know peace so I realized it's literally what you put out is what you get literally I asked to be recognized I asked for me to be able to get confident and do the work I did that but I didn't ask for the other good stuff so I got burnt out so 2019 I was on the ward. I was doing what I had to do. I decided to get into coaching properly. I was coaching people informally anyway, but I decided to take up a course and get accredited. So I started doing that. I passed and I started getting clients. So after work every day, I'll have my clients. On the weekends, I'll have my clients. During the day, I'll be on the wards. So I was burnt out. That's when anxiety hit. I started experiencing anxiety. I've never ever used the word anxiety before prior to 2019. Never experienced anxiety symptoms ever before. But that, that was the year, it all paid a lovely visit. Ended up in hospital twice for one time I thought I was having a heart attack, second time I thought I was having a stroke. So um, I had to get, I had to, you know, understand what anxiety was and why I was feeling what I was feeling. It was due to the fact that I was in, in turn, I was going through internal conflict. I was battling two lives. I was trying to be there for my colleagues and myself, my children, sorry, not myself, by doing this career that I knew in the beginning I really wanted to do life coaching, but I went through that because it was security. But then I really wanted the freedom to have my own business and help people on the, on, in the masses. But I was battling those two different realms because I was doing that during the day, doing that in the evenings. And I have to remember, I have two children and a partner and friends, but I wasn't there for them. 
it was that bad that my son even said to me one day, and I, this always brings tears to my eyes, but I won't cry today. <laughs> but he actually said to me, um, he came in the bedroom and he said, mommy, I feel really sad um, because you're always on your phone with your clients. Daddy's always on his laptop doing business because he runs a business as well. And um, Shana, my daughter, she's always doing her work in her bedroom and I don't have a phone, so I can't talk to anyone. So I'm very lonely right now. And um, I just feel really sad. Then he said, but I understand it's because you're helping people. So you have to coach. I thought, oh my God, <laughs> I'm telling you, Bob, the feeling in my chest, I just bowed out in tears. Me and him sat on that bed for 45 minutes, just crying. I thought, no, I've got to make a change. Something has to give. Like, Alana, what do you want to do? Now you need to start living on purpose. So okay. I'm going to stop there because I know more to come, but I want to go back now because you've said so much. Okay. Yeah, now, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I love that. But when people are going through what you actually just put it out there for us. Okay. Well, number one, when you are stuck in a in a job or when you're stuck in organization or when you're stuck in whatever you're doing in your life and you're feeling that I have to be here to make sure everything else is okay, but then you are not grow you're not growing, you're not actually doing anything good for yourself. Let's talk yeah. about that. What were you going through at that time until, like you said, when the Ryanair just pushed you out and you were like thankful? You're even, you know, grateful for that step, but for other people would be the scariest step of yeah. their life because they're not good at changing. So let's talk about that point for just yeah. a moment before we go to the next one. Yeah, that's perfect. So when I was going through, I call it inner conflict because I was battling two different realms. And um, I must say, the reason why I couldn't step out was due to, 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 due to security. And um, I, would, I, I would admit also, I was an autopilot because I was putting myself, I wasn't myself. And I do believe the subconscious mind is the, the, the driving force of everything but we're literally empty vessels. And I wasn't in alignment with my body and soul, well, my subconscious mind and my body, I wasn't in alignment. So my, my mind wanted me to, you know, explore this new life that I truly wanted. I knew exactly what I wanted, but my body in the, in the being world where I, where I physically was, saw the children, saw my partner, saw the house, saw the bills and thought, you know, I can't step out and do what I want to do because I've got things to think about. So I had the two, in the, the two minds battling each other. So, I would say there's a lot of people in this position. I work with a lot of people in this position. And one thing I say, Bark, what I've been helping my clients with is it's all down to identity. It's all down to identity. So when you picture the person you actually want to be, like really dig, dig deep down into your subconscious mind, think, who do I actually want to be? Like if someone was to say, you can have it all, what would you write down on paper? What would it be? Literally write it down on paper and start living in that identity. That will force you to step out your comfort zone. Now, stepping out your comfort zone is not easy. It's really not easy because we're naturally programmed to be in a comfort zone, down to evolution, down to years and years, like the caveman days. We were born, our minds are wired to live in a pact with a group of people. When you step out, you know it's down to survival. You're going to get eaten. You're going to have to face your predator because you need to. You need your other, you know, group of people to help you survive. So our minds are naturally wired to be part of a group to carry on the same habits day by day because if you dare step out of that you don't know what's going to happen 
because it's down to what happened years and years and years ago. So we're not realizing time has changed now, but our minds are still wired the same. So it's a hard, it's a very hard job and it's a very scary job, but it just takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of inner belief. You have to just have that belief that I can do it and I will do it. And you need to write down the reasons why it will benefit you to do it. And a, on the flip side, you can also write down me staying in this position. What, well, how is it serving me? And how is it serving your family? Because oh, not just family, family and friends, because every emotion you feel is very infectious. So you may feel like you're doing the best thing for you, but the people around you aren't happy because you're not happy. The minute you start living life in your happy form, your, your world will change. The people around you will change because they're experiencing you in a different way. So they can now love you how they've always wanted to love you. You don't know what you're stopping in life when you don't do what you want to do. You're putting a block on so many things. The minute I started loving myself a lot more and doing what I wanted to do, I started to experience more love. You know, when people say, oh, I love you, I'll be able to say I love you back. I could never say that before. You know, when people say, oh, I love you, well done. I'm like, yeah, but, say, well, but I, do that, I do that like that though. I always have to say something to counteract the compliment. But now I'm taking it all in because I'm doing things on purpose, living intentionally every single day. You know, we just went through COVID-19. We have no idea what's around the corner. So you have to live each day as it comes with full intent, full intent. Exactly. And this is where a lot of people, I grew up seeing, I've actually lived it. So I experienced that Mm. and I know how that feels. Now, also, you also touched the place of belief system here. Now, when you said about you failing in your in your exams or you failing in your assignments or you delaying or you feeling like, you know, all of these things that you're going through, but you didn't know at the time why. But then when a person looked at you and actually told you, it's because you have your confidence and saying to you, we can actually make that happen. We can actually get you done and ready for mm-hmm actually meeting that criteria you can just step over it for that there was two things that happened to you number one was that you were given permission to actually feel good about your situation number two yeah. was that you actually know there is a situation that you need to deal with now you also because you are faced with that situation that someone else noticed it, but then you are aware of it. And then you actually did tackle it in a more bigger wave that you could have done it at the beginning that you're going through Mm. in the last two years when you say that. Now, tell us a bit more on that area when you are actually knowing that this is it. This is the situation I'm in. I don't want to be in this situation. I want to be better. What were you going through in your mindset? What were you going through in your behavior? What were you saying to yourself? So when she told me it's down to your confidence, deep down inside, I think I knew it was something missing, but I didn't know what it was. I never, ever did inner work never really self-reflected. I was very good at reading other people, not myself. So when she told me it's down to your confidence, I generally felt a breath of fresh air. Cause I thought, wow, I'm, I'm not failing. Well, my narrative for failing has changed now anyways. Failing, failing equals feedback. You know, when, so for example, I was failing, I failed in, I nearly failed in my psychology degree. What that, what that led me into not going into clinical psychology and now doing coaching. So everything happens for a reason. But when she said, um, we can we can fix your confidence it's down to your confidence I thought I had a second chance 
at myself, not just for my career, at myself. I thought, wow, I've actually lost a massive part of myself all these years. I didn't even realize. So she made me really realize what's been going on with me. She's only known me for a day when she said that to me. And she saw it within me in me within a second. Because I'm not sure if she knew, she probably knew that down, it's all down to confidence while we act the way we act. So the minute she said it's down to confidence, my body language changed. I knew I had to pay attention to how I was carrying myself, the thoughts I was thinking, and really, you know, elevate within myself to be able to elevate externally. Because before that, my body language was closed. I hardly spoke. And that was not my character naturally. You know, I was shocked at myself for years, but I just didn't know what it was. And it wasn't the fact that I failed the mother placements. It's nothing to do with that because it could have been down to not the bereavement one, but the one before it could have been down to my confidence why I failed that one. And she made me reflect so far back. I realized that's what it is. So the minute she said that, I just worked every day on myself, not to get the career, but I just worked on myself. And that reflected throughout my team. And that's the reason why I passed in the end, because they realized my efforts, you know, now, okay, you actually, what you're doing, because I love this. I'm so sorry um, using you as my like a guinea pig, but um, you're a perfect candidate for this, okay? Now, you are an action person. I can see that, okay? You yeah. are given something, you go for it. There's no stopping you. But then this is where a lot of us, I'm talking about us because we are action people. We, when we're given a task, we'll deal with it. We're gonna make it, yeah. we're gonna take it and we're gonna own it and we're gonna make it yeah. happen. Now, when you've yeah. done actually taking that, um, your career, your, your moment of saying, okay, my confidence, I need to deal with it, you've done it. But then you are actually going 100,000 miles an hour because of what that goal was. But then what what you didn't realize was that oh my god at the end of the tunnel there is an ending there is a destination but you didn't see it because you're so yeah. absorbed absorb, absorb into the yeah. action moment that you're not realizing to the end point and that is your burnout that is your you, you're going to be struck down <laughs> yeah. there's going to yeah. be something you know <laughs> tell us a bit of that because we don't realize when we, we don't on what they call it when we put our blinders on we don't realize yeah, we, that vision is it vision tunnel vision like just yes. straight straight we don't, look, we don't look sideways or back we don't reflect back just tunnel vision yeah yeah and then we don't realize we get to the end of the tunnel we don't know what's going to be there because we didn't know what was passing us by all along you know we didn't look to the sides so true yeah it's so true but then you finally got the burnout you finally got this yeah. moment of realization and then you at that time knowing that oh my god this is not what i wanted this is not where i actually visioned this is what happens to a lot of us now tell us when you realized that and actually knew I could have taken the coaching because that was exactly what I wanted. I didn't want this. And we do this to ourselves all the time, but we don't yeah. realize it. So yeah. tell us at that moment, you knew, you found out that you are actually having or even knowing what your purpose is and you actually taking that action. Tell us a bit of that, please. So what I did so I was still working when I had that realization. So I had the realization during my studies, which is the last placement. Then they offered me a job within that same team at the end. So um, I took the job 
And like I said, I was burnt out because with what she told me about my confidence, I thought I used that as a driving force for like another two years after that. And like you said, a tunnel vision, I didn't look sideways for two years after I qualified. Then when I hit burnout and I realized why I hit burnout and I realized what my purpose was, was to do coaching. I still had bills to pay. I still have things to, you know, I'm still need without working in the healthcare sector. So what I did is I shifted my inner self rather than externally. I shifted what was going on inside of me. So I thought, okay, Lani, your purpose is just to help the masses. It doesn't have to have a title, life coaching or OT, because you're doing both in both titles. So I had to shift how I felt on the inside and live in my purpose while I was in the hospital. So what I did is I started showing up as Alana, the coach who just wants to help people. So I wouldn't just do my job. I will do my job with full intent to help people on another level. So I'll do my OT job. I'll do my, you know, follow assessments and everything, but my patients were getting more of me as a coach. So I felt fulfilled within my work. What I did, I also minimized the amount of clients I had after work so I can make sure I tend to my family. I just made little shifts. So I thought I had to, I have to make, I have to try and make both things work. I had to balance it. And like I said, COVID hit. And that's the reason why that's from March last year is when I've decided I'm going to do life coaching full time because of mainly because of um, COVID and it's just very, very, very hard to balance. And I need to just give more and do more. Amazing. Wow. And that is so true. That's amazing what you're doing. Now, let's go back to where you're on your bed. Okay. And it's happening again because we actually not, you you aren't actually paying to the attention of you're still doing those habits that you were doing before. You're working so hard and you're not actually doing everything else that you want to do for yourself as well. Now, as a coach, it happens to a lot of coaches. As a mother, as a, mm. as a daughter, as a, we've got lots of roles going on here, but this is why yeah. we get so on it that we forget now tell us that moment your son told you all of these things you're on the bed you're having a breakthrough what happened next um well like I said I cried a lot what I do after that I had a conversation with my partner I said something has to give we're trying to create a life for ourselves and our children but we're actually not realizing that we're not actually being there for them emotionally so we both had a talk we we, did, we decided to make massive shifts within our household set times where we do work, set times where it's literally family time and understand the reason why that's important, not just physically just doing it because you can say you're going to do something and do it, but it only lasts for that maximum two weeks because you're not feeling it on the inside. So we had to really understand what we're doing to our children. Fair enough, they get to, they eat, they sleep, they get shelter over their heads, you know, they go to school, they're well clothed, but there's more to having children than doing the bare minimum. So we had to really understand okay, we're doing this for a reason, but we have to remember that they're there. So let's make a change emotionally. So we just made, we made it an intent, made it our mission to have family time and be present for them and teach them about what we're doing as well. So my kids, if you hear my son speak, he sounds like a little mini coach, you know, so he's taking on board what I'm doing. So we involve them in what we're doing as well. But when it comes to serious work time, we, we make sure we divide our time wisely because I couldn't give up coaching I couldn't give up OT because my son was crying but I had to know how to balance it and also I talk to my kids a lot I make them understand a lot so I had to under- make him understand that it's nothing obviously personal 
it's literally because mommy is tr- didn't realize I, i'm very honest with my kids as well mommy didn't realize that she's literally putting you guys second trying her hardest to get us as a family to where she wants us to be so um, i apologize obviously he um, is such an understanding kid both of them are so it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be after we finished crying but um changes had to be made and that's that point onward that from that day i thought okay Lon, you need to re-strategize when are you gonna decide on what you're gonna do full-time is it ot full-time or is it coaching full-time because it doesn't seem like it's working doing both so what i did after that i um i actually left the nhs um being a permanent that is and um i told i rang up an agency saying i need to go locum because i'm i'm working i'm doing this business and i need to be able to be flexible with my time and if my son has a school assembly i want to be able to just leave the workplace and go and um and um what else so i i decided to go locum and um what did I do? I went to I went locum and my actual hospital head asked me, "Are you leaving? Can you stay with us as a locum?" Which was shocking because you're supposed to wait six months before working in the same trust. So I thought, okay, they said, "No, we are really good OT. We don't want to lose you." So I I stayed with them, and um, that's where I just hit the ground running. And the reason why I did that because I realized my value. My clients were making massive breakthroughs. My job. I was helping my client, my patients to on another level. And I didn't, I knew my value in both areas and I knew I couldn't leave both at that time. So I did locum stuff, get more money for the work I was doing. And also I was there as a coach for my clients even more because I had that flexibility. So that's how I balanced it at the time. Wow, that's amazing. But this year, obviously 2020 is another story. We'll get onto that. <laughs> well, 2021 now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the beginning. So don't worry, you'll get used yes, to it. Yeah. But um, yeah. I want to know, what kind of um, what kind what kind of clients are you look? What are you actually working with? And what are they? What do they have in common? And what do you actually help them with? Please tell us yeah. a bit more about that. So my clients, my clients mirror me because I know, I know how it feels to be in a certain organization or certain area or. or place or space in life where you're not truly happy and you know there's more in life for you but you just lack that guidance and support in getting there my clients range they're women and men 18 plus and I the main goal is to help these people get from where they are now feeling stuck in a certain situation a job you know an organization and get them to where they really want to be in life that's either leaving their nine to five and building a business or elevating within their actual job with confidence. There's a lot of people that feel like they work in these jobs and they're not seen by their colleagues or managers. They're not seen by their loved ones. And that's because they're not seeing their inner ability. They're not seeing themselves. So whatever, you, however you see yourself is how anyone else is going to see you. And that's basically who I'm here to help. I'm here to help those who want to be seen by themselves who feel like they're living in the shadow day after day and it's not helping them elevate and get to where they want to be in life so for example I've had like quite a lot of clients throughout 2020 I think 2020 was a massive lesson for a lot of people so a lot of people seeking out support and they wanted to make change there's one girl particularly I worked with and um our first call she literally cried for the whole hour which was, it was a very emotional call yeah because 
the questions I was asking her, it trig- I think it triggered off a lot of inner emotion to re- make her realize she hasn't been happy and she hasn't been putting herself first. And the job she's working in, she realized it's not going anywhere. It's just the same routine day after day, day after day. She's not able to go anywhere. And what she really wanted to do, what she didn't say to anyone before the, our meeting is she's always wanted to have her own business and help young people. And that's exactly what I thought, okay, this is my mission for this client. I see your potential and I, we're going to get make this happen, basically. By week three, she came on the call and she said, oh, Alana, I handed in my notice. I said, what? I was terrified because I was thinking, well, was it because of me? <laughs> I thought, that's amazing for you. But as long as you're doing it for you, because no, because our sessions, Alana, what you what you were showing me and the questions you were asking me made me realise I haven't been living on purpose and I don't know how long I'm going to be living like this for. So I have to make a change today. So she handed a notice and... She literally halfway through I, I do eight weeks so by the week on week four onwards started building her business her business is massive now she gets funding she's helping young people she's built she's bought two houses for residentials for the young people massive and I even I run my mind over map program for her young people twice a week so she actually hired me to coach her young people after our coaching was done so it's amazing so that's one of my clients another client she realized um she wants to build, start a business as well. She's still working. She loves her job because you can love your job and still be there. But as long as you're there for a reason, you're there for a purpose. You have to put yourself first. And um, so she's still in her job, but she um, she just had lack of confidence doing videos. Now, to people might be doing videos, but for her business, it was needed. And the, uh, by week three, she was doing her videos and her business is massive now. But throughout our sessions, we worked through her, on her identity, we surfaced a, surfaced a lot of limiting beliefs. Through my NLP um, training, I do a lot of time techniques. So we go back in time, detach yourself from that, that emotion, from that memory, and let's hit the ground running and elevate. So I do a lot of inner work, a lot of inner work. Um, there's a lot of tears sometimes in my sessions. <laughs> but I love, like I said before, I love psychology. I love tapping into the mind and find out why we're doing what we're doing. It's not external, it's internal. There's no more blame game. There's no more self-sabotage. We need to detach from that and literally pay attention to ourselves and find out ways how we can make our lives great, basically. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Because we sometimes don't realize that without us, there's nothing. Without us, we won't have what we actually want or we won't get what we actually need or want from life. And so I had to learn that. And a lot of my clients and a lot of your clients actually knowing and understanding the first step is you. Find you, be you, love you, take care of you. Before you even think of anything or anyone else outside. Now that is beautiful and it's magical and it's needed. Now, Mm -hmm. someone out there who is going through difficulties on the, in themselves and mm-hmm. can find a kind of motivation or find a way to actually pick a call or do whatever maybe they're stuck on what that's next step to take yeah and they're listening to this video right now what would be your message to them my message is find quiet time Get a pen and paper and just write down what your thoughts are. Write down what those thoughts are in pencil. Then get a pen 
and underneath each thought, write down the counteracting thought. This is an activity that I give my clients in, from the, in the discovery call, the calls I do for free, because that opens up a massive realm of thoughts that you didn't know was inside you. And those thoughts are your identity. Your thoughts create your behaviors, create your actions, create your results. So the minute you can tackle what's actually going, the narrative within your mind, you can actually counteract them and create different, different thoughts. So what you do is you get a pencil, write down those thoughts. So for example, I'm not good enough. Then in pen, you can write down, I'm maybe not good enough right now, but I can learn new skills and I will learn new skills. And that's how it goes on. Then re revise them day by day. They make them your new affirmations. You start to rub out the penciled ones and just start saying the pen ones, the ones that's written in pen. And that's your new affirmations. The more you say that, the more you start believing it, the more you start living within that feel feeling and identity. And that's how I worked to shift how I felt when it came to that question you asked me, that's how I came, that's how I started to shift. Before I even started doing coaching, before, when I was going through my situation, I had to change how I thought about things. And that thoughts don't just come, you just can't just think things up. It's the, the environment that you're in, you're, the people you associate yourself with. And you might have negative people in your circle or your family, but it's how you process it. You have to remember the subconscious mind is very personal. So whatever people are saying to you, it's a reflection or projection of how they're feeling about themselves. So a lot of us say things, we take things on board of what people say to us, but you have to remember that person saying that for their own reason. So we have to learn not to take things so personally because we can't always detach ourselves from ne negative narrative. We can't. So we have to know how to process it. And that's the best way just to understand you're probably going through something. That's why you said that. Maybe what a part of what you said may be true and I'll work on it, but work on you. And also the environment, you know, do things that make you happy. You're not, we're not here for long when you think about it. Well, we are, but we're not. <laughs> so make each day count. Like, it's, life is not worth living, you know, in a hamster wheel. And when I say hamster wheel, people usually use that as a reflection of nine to five. But I mean, hamster wheel, like the same thought process day after day, you know. Every day we live, we're living in the past because our actions are always a reflection of how we were yesterday, how we were yesterday. It's up to you when you want to stop that and start living in the future. So create the person you want to be, you know, envision that person you want to be and create and start creating it. Start taking, if that person is, say, for example, I wrote down, I want to be healthy and start a business and blah, blah. So I wrote down, okay, who does it, how, this person who does these things, what does she do in the mornings? She wakes up at six and she works out. Okay, so I'm going to copy her. So you know, people say model people that you look up to, look up to yourself. Mm -hmm. model yourself so create that ideal person and model them you know do what that person you would love to be will do and that's how I believe modeling is you can I look up to Tony Robbins Lisa Nichols and all them people but I I'm in competition with myself every day okay Alana what did you do last month what can you do better this month you know what did last month look like it looked okay but this month is going to be great and that's literally how I believe we should live each day and that's how things grow some people aren't ready for it though. Some people are not ready for that change and you can't force someone to change. They, you know, everyone has their time and their moment. Everyone has that spark that goes off thinking, okay, now it's time. You know, I, I took, I'm 36 now. I took 34 years to change, you know? So it takes time.
It sure does. It sure does. And this is why we're here. This is why we're actually breaking the wheel. Okay. I love to use that analogy. Okay. You can say, I didn't get it from Game of Thrones or anywhere else, guys. Okay. (laughs) This is mine. (laughs) So the most important thing is breaking that wheel. We are not a hamster. We cannot keep going round in circles. We have to break it for us to create the new version of ourselves and that's the most Mm -hmm. important thing now alana you're beautifully amazing oh my goodness we can talk all day on all night here (laughs) but we cannot so um where can we find you okay so i'm on linkedin alana simone i'm also on instagram underscore alana simone underscore i'm also on facebook alana simone and i have a website alana simone coach.com Amazing. And all this information, I will also put it into the description on any platform. So it's going to be YouTube, it's going to be on Facebook or even LinkedIn. And for everybody else out there, I'm here and I want to say thank you, Alana. You've been amazing. I am so happy and I'm so <laughs> grateful for you today. Do you have anything to else to say to us before we can close for today? Yeah, I'm just going to say, guys, live on purpose. It's 2021. We got through 2020. We're still here. So now it's time to actually live on purpose. Live each day with full intent. There's no messing about now. And do it with a smile on your face. Have fun with it. Challenge yourself. See what you can accomplish by December. Set yourself a big goal that scares you. (laughs) I love that. That's really amazing. And um, Alana, I want to ask you, are you willing to come back uh, later on in the near future to just to come to tell us what you've been up to and what is going on with your life and yeah, also cool. I want to ask you one last question um, is there a book coming or anything coming up <laughs> do you know it's funny you ask that because um, I think I've shared this with you so 2018 I started writing a book so I started journaling and I made a couple of friends read my journal. They said, this sounds like a book. It was making them laugh. It was my life. So my life is funny. <laughs> the joker from the school came back. <laughs> exactly. I can't help it. Even when I'm being serious, I have to make people laugh. But um, yeah, so I've started writing a book. So basically what the book is about is the journey from transitioning from working in healthcare and being in the mindset I was into being where I am. But I'm still writing. I just don't know when to stop. So I'm writing that. I'm, I'm doing a few ebooks as well that I'm going to be putting out there. But this main book, I am documenting my journey. For those who want to step out of their comfort zone and just want to try something new and just the emotions that come with it, day-to-day life, I'm very transparent in the book. So I don't know when, it, I can't say when it's going to come out. It's just in the process. <laughs> I'm just enjoying writing right now. <laughs> wow, I love that. She's enjoying writing. So until she tells us, then we're going to find out. For everybody else, I just want to say thank you for being here today. And whoever is going to be next speaker in here, then we're going to have to find out. Take care, everybody, and I shall speak to you soon. Bye, Alana.